Welcome back, everybody. This is episode number 46 of the Don't Start a Band podcast. Real quick, I just want to say that the Backseaters have a brand new EP out called the Fortune Teller EP, and you can find it anywhere you download and stream music. But that is not why we're here. You are probably listening to this podcast because I have an incredible guest on today. They are an emo pop punk band from Vancouver, Canada, and they go by the name Youth Fountain. And they are one of my new favorite bands. That's right, not just new favorite pop punk band, not new favorite emo pop punk band. They are one of my new favorite bands, and I am incredibly grateful that I got to have Tyler on from Youth Fountain uh, so we could talk a little bit about the band and songwriting and, uh, you know, all the fun stuff that we talk about on this podcast. So without further ado, this is episode number 46 of the Don't Start a Band podcast with Youth Fountain. Cue the music. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Take Two, Don't Start a Band podcast, episode number 46, and I have Tyler from Youth Fountain here, all the way from Vancouver, Canada. Say what's up. What's up, everybody? We, uh, there was, I don't want to say technical difficulties, because there wasn't, like, one thing that wasn't working. Uh, we just, you know had to figure it out both of us are not tech geniuses but uh that's right yeah but we made it work so why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and uh yeah how you got into music and everything yeah totally man um well yeah as you know my name is tyler playing a band called youth fountain um i don't know i just started kind of playing me 11 or 12 kind of just like a can't just pick up guitar and playing and <laughs> doodling and whatnot but um i think what really kind of got me into wanting to actually play my own kind of music and write and of course start a band <laughs> ironically yeah. the podcast is called don't start a band <laughs> but um it was just kind of like uh, I felt like I, I was always like learning songs that I liked by a lot of bands that I like, like uh, punk rock bands, like Blank and Sub Forty One and such. And Hell yeah. Um, yeah, I just I, I always kind of just want to. I'd always lean towards wanting to write my own kind of like riffs out of like riffs that I thought sounded kind of similar or whatever. And it would kind of, but then in the end, it wouldn't really. Kind of like I don't know. It was weird. Some people, some people just like to play other people's tunes and just like kind of do their own thing like that but so it's weird some other people can just like manage to just be like can just or, or more songwriters <laughs> so yeah it's kind of strange how it worked out like that but yeah i've been playing for a long time now so yeah i'm, I'm 25 now so I, I don't know how to do math very well but i'm gonna guess that's 
That's, <laughs> like, that's a long time. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of funny that you bring that up, how you, uh, you know, kind of started writing songs off of, you know, learning other people's riffs because I, uh, I heard a podcast and then started listening to Ben Folds, uh, audio book. Do you know who that is? Like Ben Folds. Oh, of course. Ben Folds is great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I had to explain it to somebody earlier. So, cause I was like, yeah, Ben Folds five. And they were like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. (laughs) He's Um, a bit of an older songwriter, like now at least, but like, yeah, yeah, no, that guy's great. I've, uh, I've, uh, a lot of, I've just like few of his songs on my, on my phone that I jam every now and then. <laughs> you know, I don't think you can call yourself an emo artist without at least knowing the song Brick. Yes. Yeah. That's a great song by him for sure. <laughs> and I actually, I reference that song in one of my songs. It just says, uh. I remember those words about the smell of cold and I get it, you know? Mm. Uh, anyway, so I was listening to the audiobook today and he was talking about like kind of when he started developing his own style and writing his own songs. It was because he would try, um, you know, he wasn't technically proficient and didn't really care to take lessons when he was learning the piano, but... He would yeah. try to learn other artists' songs, get pissed off that he couldn't get it exactly, so he'd just play it his own way, and that's kind of how he... Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's honestly like a factor of how I can start writing music, because I'm not at all a player. There'd be fucking sometimes where you'd be playing shows, and I didn't even turn on my amp properly, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. Yes. Like, I'm just, I'm just, I just kind of write stuff that I think sounds good to me and that kind of makes me kind of feel something when I write a melody yeah. and then I can just write lyrics to it and I don't know I'm, I'm not a person that can like read sheet music very well I know how to kind of I can kind of hack it a bit yeah. <laughs> and like I'm not I don't know fucking shit about theory I don't know any of that stuff I just kind of write what sounds cool to me and like what means something to me and that's that <laughs> you know See, and I can't even, uh, you know, claim that it was my, uh, it was of no fault of my own that I know how to read like sheet music and I know a little bit of theory only because I was in like jazz band in high school. That's the only reason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it translates, uh, because I don't know if you had to play like the marimba or the bells or anything, but it totally translates to playing the piano. So I picked that up pretty quick as well. Yeah, I've actually always wanted to learn the piano properly. Uh, I don't really know how to play that. All I really played in like band, because I was in like orchestra band in high school and jazz band. I just kind of played the upright bass. Hell yeah. And uh, the bass, I was just kind of the bass player, and I did some percussion, like timpani and drums. But, um, yeah, I only read music, like 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 bass and some drums, and that's about it. I never, I was never, I never got a, you know, uh, what's the word? I never, I never got um, uh, promoted yeah. <laughs> to the battles or piano <laughs> or anything like that. So, yeah. I hear you, man. But that, you know, sometimes that makes the best songwriters because, like, 
So I was in a band with a guy back in the day who knew all that shit. He knew all the theory, sheet music. He like went to school for it. But the dude was an emotional robot. Like he'd say, all right, we're going to write a song. It's going to be in the key of E and we're going to use these chords and we're going to talk about this because it kind of sounds, you know, like a sad song. So we're going to do this. And I was like, yo, I don't feel this 1% at all. So. Yeah, that, that could definitely be a thing. It's everyone's different like that. Uh, it's so you can every musician's kind of got their own. If they're more of a, a emotional player or a technical player, you know, that's I think it's a good way to put it. And I'm definitely more of a play from the from the heart and not the brain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I I would say that you definitely have that emotional uh, part locked in. You know, I think that's why. Yeah your music is uh i don't know to me seems pretty pretty fucking successful you know um yeah it's 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 done pretty pretty well for like when things kind of when kind of of taking it a little bit more seriously because i mean it just was like a, a solo thing of just like me, I, you know, I'd upload fucking shitty phone yeah. <laughs> recordings of like old songs that I would write when I was like just out of high school and I put them on SoundCloud or YouTube. But then I kind of taken it a little bit more seriously when I was in like 2017 and like actually got like, you know, got like help from Dreambound to put out blooms and stuff. And I think with the proper platform of having some people to hear what I kind of put out there, it, it definitely it gains a good amount of attention at a, at a good pace. So I've been super stoked at how people have, have liked what I've put out so far. <laughs> yeah, man, it's awesome. Like I, uh, the way that I found out about youth fountain is somebody just had a deadlocked, on their story and i sent a dm to the guy right away and i was like what is this fucking song i need it and he told me about it and i've been uh uh i've been jamming letters to our former selves actually you know i heard youth fountain for the first time at the beginning of like the whole quarantine thing like back in march and uh oh, I was, no, so just last year then yeah i uh i hope you're not offended by that but yes uh no not at all dude. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm just surprised like that's that's fucking cool because like i know that like the band's been kind of like dead for a little bit it's just cool to, to to know that like even like you know staying quiet or whatever of like you know, things are starting to kind of come back to life now, but like even just it's like through word of mouth that people can still find some of the songs that I've written. And like, that to me is so cool. <laughs> That's so dope. Well, yeah. And I think it, you know, it has, uh, has a lot to say about, you know, your music in general, but yeah, I listened to that shit all summer long. And, uh, then when you put out the acoustic EP, I was like, this is just as good. What the fuck? But, uh, Ooh, fuck yeah. That's yeah. sweet, man. Uh, little side note, though. Um, I should have explained this in the email because I could see how that might turn some people off. But uh, the whole don't start a band thing, obviously it catches people's attention a little bit. 
but it's meant to be like a don't start a band until you've listened to these interviews. You know what I mean? Cause like I talk to artists and people who have advice and shit like that. So I just want to clarify that I do want people to start bands, but you might have a leg up on, you know, other bands. If you listen to, I don't know, uh, interview with me and Tyler. Yeah, no, totally. It's funny because um, when when I heard when I heard the title of of, of your of your uh, podcast, I immediately thought of the Real Big Fish song that I used to listen to all the time. <laughs> yeah, and see, I had no idea. Like, I used to listen to Real Big Fish. Just like I wasn't the biggest fan, but like I saw him at Warp Tour back in the day, and I listened to everyone. Him. Yeah, everybody saw Real Big Fish on Warped Tour. <laughs> if you haven't ran in a circle pit to Real Big Fish, you're missing you out. You haven't lived. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's true. But, yeah, man. No, I actually fucking love Real Big Fish, though. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm, I, I like some some ska punk music. That's for sure. <laughs> have you? Uh, I know this is kind of a stretch, but there's a band called the Infamous Jake and the Pinstripe Mafia. And Dude, that sounds ska as fuck, but I've not heard them. <laughs> they have a song called "If Ass If Assholes Got Awards, You'd Have a Trophy Case Full," and oh, nice! It is an amazing fucking song. Like I'll I'll, I'll send you a link to it, but uh, do it. So I watched. So the funny thing about this is I went on YouTube because I don't like to ask like a lot of the same questions that, you know, people can find in other interviews. Um, That's good to do. That's fucking awesome. I appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. And the funny thing is, is I found this interview you guys did uh, two years ago. You were on tour and this kid was like asking all of the like easy questions like he Okay, yeah, yeah. He definitely made me had to work for it because it was like, you know, how did you get the name of your band, this, that, and the other thing, which I strongly suggest you go on YouTube and you watch that interview. I think, yeah, I think that was audio sound or I, I, I know, I know the dude. Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he's, he's interviewed us a few times and he's, he's, he's definitely a really nice guy. Oh um, yeah. He's super yeah, nice. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, because it's funny too. Because even online too, with like written interviews, I've I've done them all. Yeah. Every interview, um, and I can definitely get some double questions. But honestly, man, like it's not even a big deal if you did ask a similar question because, like, at the end of the day, like, there's still still a pretty like new band. Like, it's not yeah. like yeah, I've I've been writing music since like twenty. 12 but like in terms of the grand scheme of things like with this with the last record that came out like you know 2019 and the next record's gonna come out this year like it's we're still at a pretty new stage of like an upcoming band and i mean i hope the next record kind of takes off even more and maybe it could get catapulted a little bit more but like even if i do get asked the same question it's if it was like maybe like 10 years down the line in a career how did you start your uh like how did you come up with for well, like Wikipedia for that or something. Well, yeah, and I uh, I also watched the uh, the live stream that you did recently because I was like, oh, sick. Oh, here we go, another you know group of people who are gonna make my job harder. 
but honestly though man like like he's too so you have to think about how like not that many people have like heard the questions and answers too like yeah like what maybe like a hundred people watched that or like maybe like 200 people saw the interviews online so like even so there might be some new people that check out this podcast and have like who just heard about the band and they just hear, hear these questions so it's like it's I, I feel like everything's still so new yeah so it's not even that big of a deal <laughs> it's like the similar questions but that's cool that you still like kind of really try to think outside of the box and come up with some new questions because like that makes that makes it even more interesting for me so thank you well yeah and i mean i uh you know i had some obviously some questions that i was uh genuinely you know intrigued about just because uh you and i have a similar situation where in my band like i write everything and then uh yeah, yeah. yeah mostly you know i record a lot of this stuff uh but yep. you know being soul songwriters and everything like obviously i had some genuine intrigue about that but uh yeah oh, i watched yeah. the live stream and that interview and i was like all right this is gonna be good <laughs> oh yeah yeah i know i always love doing these kind of things like whenever the opportunity presents itself and i always hop on board it like right away there's never been really a time where i've turned down anybody that wants to just chat about the band <laughs> so yeah. i'm stoked and thank you again man yeah i mean thank you and the the weird thing about this podcast is it was just it, I started the whole thing because we were trying to sell tickets to our last EP release show and yeah. a bunch of people were, uh, you know, asking for free tickets, asking for free this, that, and the other thing, which, you know, usually I don't mind, but I was like, you guys don't understand. We just spent like four grand recording an EP, putting this show together, making merch, like all this stuff. And it's like, throw me a fucking bone here. So I started the podcast to talk to artists to be like, see, this is what you do. Yeah. No, dude, it's fucking tough. It's it's really... <laughs> to, be a, to be in a band, my God. <laughs> it's, it's just... It's, yeah. another, it's another choice in itself to, like, really want to do what, what, what artists do on the road. And, like, man, like no real money in music like like you said like you know you put so much money into trying to get something going and at the end of the day like i can't i can't say at all that like i've ever made like any real money off of like just by like writing my own music like i've like you know like you kind of just like the, the band thankfully has been able to just sustain itself and like you know support itself with all the support that we get yeah. but like how much money it is to tour to like travel and to like buy buy merchandise and you yeah. know to record music thankfully like the last record i did it all myself and it was all completely like free like i just recorded it myself in like my room yeah. <laughs> like it sounds incredible though this next record actually has like thank you yeah but man wait until you hear the fucking next shit like if you think that sounded good this next record actually has real drums like properly reamped guitars it's mixed by 
like my the engineer has been recording my vocals properly um it's just it's all so mint <laughs> it sounds yeah. like so polished and it's it's but again a lot of money has been put into it that like i didn't have before thankfully thankfully for, for the label that we're on so it's pretty cool like seeing what the, what what this next uh, step for the band's going to be like, and how people are going to react? Because I, I'm definitely I'm just so fucking stoked. <laughs> I'm just so stoked to get out new material and like how it's sounding is just like I'm just so pumped. But um, yeah, it, talking about how hard it is to support a band though. Still, like it, it, it's tough to to make any like income for yourself out of it. Like you get yeah. to a point where you're supporting the band with the money that you're getting in itself, but to actually put food on your table and to like live comfortably, you gotta be like a fucking rock star. You gotta be like a, you know, like fucking Taylor Swift level, you know, yeah. <laughs> to like really make a good amount of money. And it's, it's tough. You gotta, I think people need to just be making music cause they want to make music and like, they just do it because they love it and not for money. Cause you, you kind of just, you can't be in a band if you want to make like a career out of it. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's just very, very unrealistic to be like, I'm gonna make this my career. <laughs> you don't quit your day job. <laughs> well, and like <laughs> at the smaller levels, the you know the dream or the one thing you can hope for, like at a you know more amateur level or whatever word you want to use for it, is that it like you said is a self-sustaining thing you know what i mean that yes, it exactly. creates its own money so that you don't have to pay for merch out of your own pocket or recording okay, yeah. so that's that's the that's goal. a victory in itself or if you know it can you can make enough money each night for I know some bands like hotel rooms, some bands don't, but it'd be, you know, fucking dope if you could stay nice. in a hotel every night and then come home with a little little extra scratch, you know? Yeah, it's just like you gotta you gotta you gotta celebrate the small victories you get when you're in a band. <laughs> and yes. you gotta just do it because you love to do it. That's that's pretty much it. And just uh not let it bum you out too much if like you know no one's at a show or like no one bought merch that night or like you know um you kind of you kind of start thinking like why the fuck am i doing this at times when you're when you're on the road and like you're lonely and you're hungry and (laughs) like upset about everything and or when you get sick you're like people that you're on the road with yeah when you get fucking sick too i've gotten sick every time i've toured when you are sick on tour you're like fuck this and fuck everybody and i want to go totally man totally dude you're you're right it's just how it is but i don't know whenever i've traveled like that i just kind of think about how i just try to be grateful like you just got to be grateful for the chance that that you're given and like you know, some people would fucking give an arm and a leg to just play a different city, you know, yeah. <laughs> like if they're in a small band. So, like, you just got to be grateful and, like, just not compare yourself to, like, other people. And it's, it's easier said than done at times, but. Yeah. Well. It's just life. It's part about being human. <laughs> well, yeah. And I, uh, you know, there's been times on the podcast where I get a little, uh self-helpy i guess and you know 
being uh i'm 27 and just kind of like looking at social media and being you know when you're a songwriter you're analyzing either the world around you or the world itself and one of the things that i've seen you know come out of social media is uh that comparison bullshit and oh yeah you know more often than not you're gonna feel bad about yourself and your situation before you're like i'm doing way better than that guy (laughs) yeah people people do that a lot and it's not healthy and i've been trying the past like couple of years now to try to stay off as much as i can of social media i I go yeah it's part of the game and you gotta kind of be on social media if you want to you know do art artistic things just kind of how it is because you appeal to people online but i just try to like i I think it's also just a part of having like kind of getting older too i just um i don't i don't I don't try to compare myself as much anymore and to to other people that I feel is like more successful or or I think that like do. And that's, it's a, it's a, it's a very millennial thing (laughs) that we've been living in. Like it's like our, our problems where we, you know, we, we compare all the time to so many other people, but at the end of the day, like they're all going through shit too. Like no one's life is, is necessarily better than another person's life. Like, everyone's got their shit and uh i don't know it's weird like i just uh it's it's so strange yeah i used to struggle with it like a lot you can hear it in like the last record (laughs) with a lot of the fucking angst that i felt in like being a teenager yeah but um yeah (laughs) we definitely we definitely go through those motions (laughs) well the funny thing about that is uh there was this really old guy that came into a place that I was working at. It was a shitty job. And, uh, you know, I, I probably had a bad attitude that day. You know, I was 20 years old and I'm helping this dude out and I'm loading shit into his truck. And, uh, I can't remember what I said, but he said, let me tell you something, kid. If you look over the fence and you see that the grass is greener, always remember that it's AstroTurf. And I was like, holy (laughs) fucking shit. That is so true. Because, like, especially with social media, like, you're going to see the fucking AstroTurf. Oh, it's all fake, dude. Everybody everybody posting the nice photo of themselves. Everybody posting, like... You know this music that you think sounds like perfect and everything it's it's all like you know for example if i was to post a photo of myself i'm gonna post like the nicest one out of like 200 takes or something you know Fucking it's insane. like everybody and you get all these filters and it's just it's just it's just how it is and it, like it's it's how everybody does it it's like yeah. everybody's just a human you know we're all just like people living on this the same earth <laughs> like we're all just we're all in this together and like some people kind of just like feel like social media is like taking a form of itself <laughs> you know it's it's this own crazy ego it has when you when you're on you have like a different line pers- it's so weird and it's just kind of like the norm that we all have like the, our own uh identity that we go by uh, we portray yourself online and like i don't know it's it's kind of like just how 
the, it is just normal. Like everyone does it now. Yeah. It's just kind of a part of how societies are going. But I don't know. It's just it's weird. It's so weird to think about what it was even like. You know, back in like the year two thousand four or something. Yeah. You know, two thousand in the early two thousands, like shit's developing so fast. Technology's going. It's kind of scary in a way. <laughs> well, and that's the thing about, you know, being an artist and being in a band these days is, you know, the artists, you know, you and I kind of grew up listening to similar artists like Blink and a lot of the Warp Tour oh, yeah. bands. And, yeah. you know, the advice they had for bands starting out was you just got to you got to get in the van and you got to go on tour and you just got to make it happen and the unfortunate thing now and I know I've talked about this on the podcast a couple times but it people aren't just going to shows to go to shows anymore like no, if they don't not. know you're coming they're not going to show up at the venue so that's where of you have to play that social media game first and then you get in the van yeah and even so man like i mean even with the last year with covid yeah i've even kind of had a theory in my brain that like to be in a band now you don't necessarily always need to be touring you don't always need to be playing shows and be such a roadhog because some people think that like that is the key to success is just to just never stop playing shows but you know you could you could be put on a a really bad tour where it just hurts you you know you're like you're playing yeah. to like nobody and you just gets financially broke or something and like yep. you know it, it's definitely good to to play shows well i mean i'm, I'm hoping we can all play shows soon <laughs> but um Fucking same, it's, uh, dude. yeah but but like you're saying like social media and having an online presence is like is is like, uh, you can gain fans all virtually now and it's it's weird it's just weird to to think that who knows what it'll be like in another 10 years <laughs> like who knows where we're going yeah. like like who knows maybe one day shows will be obsolete <laughs> don't it's good. It's say fun. that it's man you're to gonna talk about. people out of being in bands <laughs> but uh do you watch no. uh that uh the punk rock mba do you watch those videos on youtube Punk rock NBA, dude. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds kind of cool. <laughs> it's fucking tight. Here? It's just like, uh, I think he's like 34, 35. Uh, like, he used to be super into like straight edge hardcore, like beat down hardcore in like the 90s and shit. But he yeah. also talks about like the state of music today. And he has this whole uh, video on kind of like what's happened to pop punk and all that shit and he talks about how it's kind of switched faces into like the soundcloud rap area and yeah, he yeah. brought up some artists that like they don't even post pictures or have any videos or anything of their face like all they have is you know some i mean to me it's a it's it's not my cup of tea but uh you know all they have is this music on soundcloud and they get an insane amount of followers just just off that they don't tour no pictures no nothing there you go like that that right there is proof that like 
you don't necessarily need to always be playing shows. Yeah. But like, obviously, also to some degree, because there's some audience with like genres where you kind of do need to play shows. Maybe with that kind of a genre, maybe not the most important. Yeah. But but it is it is interesting regardless. Like it's it's wild to to know that like you can you can make you can make somewhat of a career and um you know like a, a business out of playing music all virtually now. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's it's crazy. That's so we got disconnected there. I think it was my Wi-Fi. Not totally sure, but anyway, <laughs> what we were talking about was the virtual concerts and you know, some some concerts you definitely need to be in the room with the energy, like hardcore shows and a lot of pop punk shows. But yeah, there are some amazing live stream shows that have either happened or ones coming up. And uh, I believe that Youth Fountain, aka Tyler, is doing a live stream soon. Is it on the 22nd? You are correct there. It is definitely on the 22nd. Um, I think around, yeah, five o'clock. But even if uh, you can't make it and you still buy a ticket, you can watch it anytime after as well. So that's exciting. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I can definitely say I will be watching that for sure. Sick. Thank uh, you, dude. Yeah, I'm stoked. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a, a genuine like for your band, you know? Like, yeah, of course. It's not, I know uh, I have a tendency to kind of sound a little fanboyish sometimes, but like I just have this strong belief that music either hits you or it doesn't. Like it hits the right parts of your brain and something about like, like I said, the first time I heard Deadlocked, it just clicked in my brain. And then I went to the album and it started out with, uh, it starts with letters. Oh, it starts with letters and goes into helpless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It starts with helpless. It goes into letters, but letters is like the actual, the the actual song. Helpless is just kind of like the little intro, but, um, I gotta say it is so fucking jarring when, like I have my Spotify or whatever when it's on shuffle and it plays helpless, <laughs> helpless and then doesn't and then go like into letters, it like makes my fucking skin crawl because I'm like that that didn't do it for me. Good, and then you then you go back and you want to listen to letters, so then you'll just like stop and then you'll just go play letters for yourselves. Am I correct? Yeah, have you done no, that? I can't, yeah. I, I can't just listen. You know, start no, in on exactly. that one. You know, you have to listen to that build and yeah. Yeah. It's It's funny. Um, a little bit of a spoiler alert. I, I, am doing that on the next record as well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. There's, there's an, there's an homage to that. So we'll start off with an intro and then it goes into the next song. I like, I like, I I like when bands do that. I got, I just, it's becoming a trope. I need to do it. Well, I know that this will, uh, kind of be a compliment but it it reminds me of the self-titled blink 182 album exactly most yeah. of those songs went right into one another into. and like yeah like like easy target 
to yeah. like uh, all of this. I love that shit. Or just that little <laughs> interlude uh, violence before Stockholm syndrome when it has like the letters from uh, yes. Mark's grandpa to his grandma or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know what's up. You know what's up. Dude, that, <laughs> I mean, it's still one of my favorite albums to this Same day. Here. And it was like the first Blink album I got back in 2003, like when it came out. And I've told this story before, but like I put my thumb over the parental advisory sticker when I like put it on. Or something. Yeah. yeah, like when I yeah. fucking scanned it on the thing. And yeah, I uh, I still fucking love that album so much. It's the best Blink one out. It, dude, it is the best Blink album. There's yeah. nothing better than that. I don't care what everybody says. That is that is the essential Blink-182 album to have. It's, it's perfect. It's like, uh, it's 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 their best record. <laughs> well, it's the most, like, it's super artistic and, like... Great production, great, like, yes. energy in it. It has great, just, like, the way it was recorded perfectly captured, the, the, like, the, the, like, it was, like, when the band I feel like was at their best, you know, like it was like the yeah. best era. It was just like, it's just like a perfect vibe to it. And like you listen to feeling this and you just get those like summer vibes back yeah. and like where you were in like 2003, four. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's just, uh, and like, I don't know. You can kind of say that with like, you kind of say that like, it's weird because when people like associate like great albums, they, they associate it with like moments and like, yeah, they kind of yeah you, you kind of get it like where you were how you felt at that time and like you connected to that and then when all of a sudden you hear like a new album by the same band you can kind of be like i don't know if i like it as much as the other one because you don't have all these memories attached to it you know you don't have yeah. you don't have like i don't know say if like you had your first fucking i don't know it's like bang does it for you like your first girlfriend or something like you have those memories with them or and then you listen to this new record that came out in like what 20 20 or something you're just like well this just isn't the same <laughs> and it's like well of course it's not but still there's something to be said about that record that like they just could never and that's what makes it so special that's why there's there's a lot of records to me like that where there's just yeah. something special about it and nothing can kind of replace that and like it doesn't bum me out when a, when a band puts out another record that's not as good because like I don't know, I just go back and listen to the records that I really like, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you can't just hate the band because they put out a bad record. But the it's thing like, about... Well, I was just going to say, the thing about that self-titled record is, like, that resonates with me to this day as opposed to, like, uh, Happy Holidays, You Bastards. <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. like, you know... Uh, going away to college like it just doesn't like I like those songs they're good but like it doesn't resonate with it exactly yeah I no. feel the same way man it's a, it's the same thing and like um, I also I, you know of course putting out a new out record for a band is, is terrifying in itself and that's oh, why I like I, for even with the new record that's coming out I'm like fuck because <laughs> like I know how much people really did like the record that was put out in 2019 and I'm like but 
I, I can safely say that the next thing that I'll be putting out is like I feel like there was a lot of filler on the last record like a lot of just like you know I put on like Furlo and Lucid and like Ache and like a lot of the other songs were like they're pretty short too this next this next record's like almost like no filler it's like 14 tracks they all feel like solid songs and like singles and um I can safely say that like it's it's better than the last record, but of course you're going to have people that associate the first record with like these memories. And like, that's the problem with like new bands and you put out new records. It's a little terrifying, but you just got to give it time. I think, I think that's what I think that's, I have like a hunch of like, people are definitely going to feel that just because man, it's just fucking terrifying. putting out new, new material because you have no idea yeah like i have no idea what people are gonna think yeah. about it it's 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 well, racing in my mind fuck <laughs> i feel you 100 because we just put out an ep uh at the beginning of december and yeah, yeah. one of the songs on there is probably like the lyrics are super personal to me but i could see how somebody might hear it and be like Oh, this idiot tried to write a pop song. You know, like it it, it sounds a little poppy, but like the lyrics are uh not poppy, I can say that. But I did have a question. Uh, you know, not not to make this about me or anything. Uh, but watching your live stream, uh people were asking, you know, everybody wants to know like what can we expect from the new album and it's it's so hard to answer that question but one answer that you did have is you said that it was a little bit more mature and i'm kind of wondering like uh i know you know you kind of said there was uh you know a teenage angsty feel on the last one like it was it was very straightforward with how exactly. you were feeling and is yes. this one more like metaphorical or like uh how would yeah. you describe mature I, I think that's a great question i'm glad you asked that i think that like mature in a way that like there's a lot more like cool intricate things that i've done like more like i've thought a little bit more outside the box with my writing and like there's like more cooler riffs that i've written like there's yeah. a lot, little bit more techie like cool um like kind of i don't want to say tiny moving parts parts like Dude, the way that i, I would love do it. Like, tiny not, moving parts yeah i'm like <laughs> not i'm not nearly as skilled as what they do or even like hot mulligan when they do these kind of cool yeah. little like things on their guitar like i've kind of experimented more like that and when, when a lot of the other stuff that i read on letters was very like four chords um yeah. that's it like they're all just all the songs on letters could be played in the same key if i wanted to like they could all just be like put a capo on play the same chord somewhere and like i could play all those songs if i really wanted to yeah and like which is a little bit like but that's what's kind of cool about that record too like it I've played the same like chords for chords, but like you can play those kind of chords and make a whole new song. And like, it kind of gives, you can make a song however you fucking want to make a song and it can be yeah. its own entity. And that's, what's cool about that record. Cause all the songs do sound different in my opinion. Like they all are different, oh, but this sure. next record, yeah, this next record is more like, I, I kind of thought a little bit more outside the box, a little bit more like just for one, it sounds 
a lot better. <laughs> like it just sounds yeah. like like a professional recorded record this time. The last one, like I, I don't, you know, not to like discredit myself at all with how I recorded it, but like again, I man, I just fucking recorded it off like Logic on my laptop using like Apple II, addictive drums. Yeah, and just I thought it was just gonna be demos, and I made them sound as good as I could. And I think that like obviously with how much effort I put into recording it and getting the best takes out of myself, I was able to do something really cool. But this next record's like I have a, like my good friend Tim Creviston. He's been recording my vocals. I'm actually gonna be recording more vocals for it tomorrow. Funny enough. <laughs> Um, nice. All I have left to do is just track my vocals for the songs, and then he's going to finish mixing the rest of the record. It's just a lot more well put together, well structured. There are a lot more factual songs, not like fucking two minute songs. Like, yeah. they're all just like, it's just a lot. It just seems like a lot more mature in that sense. And like, it sounds like me not. 1920 anymore you know like yeah. not well not even not, it doesn't sound like me like 18 years old anymore it sounds like me 20 20 23 to 25 now you know like at the times yeah. that i was writing these songs they're still sad <laughs> they're still <laughs> there's they're, they're still they're not happy songs i don't i've never really written happy songs they're all still um you know, depressing, but they're not like, they're not so, there's some blunt parts that I've written, but like not in like, uh, like it's, it's, it's uh, it is hard to explain, but I hope even with what I've told you right now kind of gives you a little bit of a sense that like, it's all good things. Like it's all, it's all not like, I know I may have even said in the live stream, like the last record had a charm to it with that angst, which yeah. is cool. But this one still has a charm to it, but in a more um, matured, like growing, like I've I've grown as a songwriter way, which is really cool. <laughs> well, so I'm and excited I'm, about that. I'm kind of grasping at straws here, but I think uh, you know, kind of what I'm hearing from how you're talking about what this new album is going to sound like. It sounds to me and like. I've always had this thought about, you know, pop punk, emo pop punk or whatever, but it sounds to me like you kind of just set the genre label aside and just wrote the songs you wanted to write. Cause if you look at letters, it's very, uh, you know, it's a pop punk record. And I feel like some yes. bands can definitely like, we are pop punk, we write pop punk songs, but it sounds like you just wrote the songs that you wanted to write. Yeah, there's definitely that in this record. But even with, with Letters, I still had that vibe where I kind of wrote the songs that I wanted to write. Yeah. And with this, it's the songs I wanted to write. But I think just more in a grown-up way of where I was at in that <clears throat> in this time of my life. And um, it's, it's, it's cool. I think that, like, it's weird because at first when I was writing these songs, I probably writ wrote them right after, like, like right after I kind of had letters like finished, which was like December 2017, like going into 2018, I was working on this, like writing these like a few of these songs and I've written more obviously. Cause I have like 14 now, Yeah. but um, it's, it's all just like, um, it, it, it's like, it's, it's another, it's like a good part too, to the next record. It's, I think it's a great follow up. It's just, um, 
<laughs> what I've always found is important with records is they gotta have like a vibe and like a good feel to it. Like they gotta have its own yes. energy, and that's what I feel. What made Letters stand out is that it has. It's not just like a fucking. It's not just like a random like record. It's just not like a thing that you just. Some people can put out records and it just doesn't have like. They didn't catch that lightning in a bottle, you know. Like yeah. they didn't like it doesn't it doesn't have like that special charm to it, and like I was very worried about not being able to do that ever again because like I felt like people loved what letters is and like it was crazy I didn't think that it would ever happen <laughs> people would like yeah. like something I did artistically it's fucking it's still mind-blowing to me and I was so scared to be like fuck well, I have, well people even like whatever I do next like am I I feel like you know imposter syndrome like, where I'm like am I even like am I even like a really good writer like, like I felt I had like writer's block for a while and yeah. then like you know shit happened with Cody and I and like I was able to all of a sudden just like write again because like I felt like what was happening like no disrespect to to Cody um yeah but like we kind of kind of had a falling out um like we're not on like horrible terms or anything but we definitely like had a lot of disagreements when we were together in a band and you know he got another opportunity to sing in another band and it kind of was just better that I could just go on as a solo again and Mm -hmm. that's again a lot how letters was written as just a solo anyways but i kind of had cody singing some parts and like it worked really well don't get me wrong i know people loved our vocals back and forth and it was all cool but with this next record i was able to write the way i did before again like i did in letters because i didn't feel so like i was obligated to write i just wanted to write because i wanted to write and when i was with cody for some reason i wasn't really able to do that anymore it kind Mm -hmm. of like felt a little bit it felt a little bit too unnatural in yeah. a weird sense. Um, well, and that's why I was a little bit scared about this next record, but it all worked out, I think for the best. And I was able to really write emo- like how I really felt from the heart with these songs. Um, and they're, and they're, and they're special and they have a charm to it. And like, I'm not afraid at all to put out the next shit. Like I, like I felt like before <laughs> because like, yeah. I was just, it felt a little bit pigeon held and yeah, dude, like, uh, I think it's going to be good. I, I definitely think there's going to be people obviously, cause not everyone's going to like, you I'm sure there's a lot of people that didn't like letters, like some people that would probably throw it on and be like, eh, it's just not for me. And that's well, cool. But them. I can, I can safely say that like people maybe who, who do like youth fountain, I, they're going to, they're going to like this. Yeah. Um, I, I think honestly, people that maybe didn't like letters, actually will like this more because I've heard people say that like, Oh, I couldn't get into like the mix of the record of letters. It just didn't sound that good. And like, See, and I didn't get that um, at all. <laughs> like I thought um, it sounded, and here's the thing. You're going to be your own worst critic because, Oh yeah. You know, you hear every single thing, but like, I wouldn't have known that the drums were programmed. Like I thought they sounded pretty legit. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate but, uh, it. Yeah. One thing I did want to throw out there was, uh, you know, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but I think putting out the acoustic EP and there, because that was received so well, there might be another one, right? 
Oh yeah, I'd love to do another um, like a part two to that. I think yeah. um, maybe maybe at the end of this year, beginning of like twenty twenty two or something, I'll probably yeah. put on like some new songs too that were on the coming up on the next record, and like I'll do like worried and songs that people really wanted to hear and stuff. So I will definitely do a part two, and I'll probably actually again that was all recorded by me, so I'm sure I'll have like a yeah. more of a budget to do the next acoustic EP because that'll be fun. I'd love to do it. Well, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, putting out that acoustic EP, um, I think it just really is going to work out for the best because it proves to everybody like your vocals can stand on their own. You know what I mean? Oh, like, totally, yeah. Obviously, you were the songwriter, but like if anybody had any doubts, you can listen to that EP and you know know that like you said no disrespect to cody or anything but it's it was like kind of genius putting out that ep because it's like hey i can fucking do this yeah and that's it's honestly a big sense of why i did it and also the label thought it was a good idea too as like a bridge to the next record um yeah they just thought it was good. And a lot, I had some people be like, yeah, why did, why wouldn't you just put out new music instead? But it's like, eh, I think it was just kind of better to put out something that I did for fun. And that's honestly what it was. Like, I just kind of, over the summer, I was like, fuck, I kind of want to make some acoustic versions of these songs. And then I did. And that was well after like Cody has already departed. And I didn't really even know what was going on with youth fountain. Like, yeah. There was a part of me that was kind of even thinking that, like, I don't know, with the, 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 is the label even going to want to continue with just going with me? Um, because, like, obviously they might have wanted what they signed as me and Cody, you know. Um, but, um, no, they were totally just like, fuck, this is cool. No, yeah, let's do the next record. <laughs> I was like, well, shit, that's cool. I thought that maybe um, I would have maybe started a new project as just under my own name or yeah. – um, who knows? Or I might have went back to just being bedroom talk. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you made... ever have those doubts again, just call me up. I'll come down there and be like, hey, stupid, you got to put out these songs. And you're going to be <laughs> yeah, like, there you go. I totally got to put out these songs. And I'm going to be like, all right, go do it. But uh, yeah. no, that that acoustic EP, because, you know, sometimes, especially when it's self-recorded, like sometimes it could be like, Oh, this is good, but it's not quite there. But like, you fucking yeah. you nailed it. I can say that for Thank sure. You, yeah. And as far as yeah, like, I, mean, I was just gonna say, as far as you know, people enjoying this next record. Another thing that works out in your favor is your songs are meaningful. They don't have any of the generic pop punk lines or anything like that. Like they mean something and it sounds like they still mean something. And I think, I mean, watching the live stream and just hearing some of the people's like questions and how they were quoting the lyrics to you. Like, I don't think you have to worry about the existing fans still being, you know, fans of the new record because it's still you. The song still means something. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, even I think even if, uh, you know, you went about it in a completely different way, like a little bit. Okay. Hypothetically, let's say you put out a record that sounded more like the front bottoms. I would still oh, dig. Yeah, I know. I would still <laughs> dig it. Because it's you, the songs mean something, and 
you know, it's, uh, it's a progression. Yeah, no, I feel that. But you know what's funny? Like, something I should mention too, like, I, it's always funny. It, it kind of irks me when there's a band I love and they have this certain sound. Like, for me, one of my favorite bands is Senses Fail. When yes. they put out, like, Renaissance or Pull the Thorns from Your Heart, like, I didn't really like it because it sounded not really like that Senses Fail sound. Anymore. Were those the like, heavier had, records? Yes. Yes. And, like, I, you know, I'll still support them, but obviously they're not like, you know, they're, they're early stuff that still sounded like them. And like, but you know what? Artists want to try something new and like, you can't keep writing the same shit over and over because you'll just, you don't want to play music anymore. You want to evolve and do other things. But with that being said, like for me, I know I didn't want to do that. I had to, I, I, I write music that I think sounds good to me that like sounds good to my ears. And like this red next record, it sounds like a, it sounds like, you know, the next part too. It doesn't sound like a, it doesn't sound like a, like I went a different style at all. Like it, it's, it's still youth fountain in its own way. Like we, and like, I like to think that I don't sound like a generic pop punk band or Not like a all. generic. Um, yeah. And like, that's, what's cool about this next record is that I feel like it's literally just letters to our former selves part two, but like recorded way better and just more. It's just, I think it's just a better record. (laughs) So like, I'm just excited about that. Like, it's like, uh, it's like, imagine having letters, but a little bit better. (laughs) That's just like what, what I think about it. And that's why I'm excited now because like, I'm like, I just can't wait to get these fucking songs out. (laughs) I'm just, I'm so pumped because it still sounds like us and like, nothing's changed but just progression in a positive way and like yeah yeah, and like i didn't i know i didn't want to be pretentious and be like oh let's like try like i'm gonna try to put in like a prog part or like i'm gonna (laughs) try to put in like a fucking i don't know because there's some bands that want to do that they want to do something that's like too wacky and weird because they want to kind of like try to be a better songwriter in a sense of like a musician and like technical you know and it can kind of come across as like kind of pretentious and like just kind of weird and like i i've always just been like i can't get into when there's an artist i like and they just try to do something that's just like that you just can't pull off (laughs) well yeah people people can tell when something's not authentic like when you're trying to be pretentious and artsy people can get a sense of that oh yeah dude (laughs) like it's not it's not lost on people especially if you do something like totally fucking wacky but like i'm not gonna lie i'm regretting having this conversation a little bit because i'm a little too fucking hyped man you're getting me a (laughs) little too hyped for that record good honestly you should be because like like i I don't know i I tweeted today i've been listening to the next single that i'm gonna drop and i got like the final master of it and i am so pumped to put it out because it just sounds wicked it sounds it's it's funny when i compare when i compare how this sounds to like deadlocked and like just compare sonically and like how the song is and how much you know was more well written i was able to do it's yeah. wild, like it's to, to to see that, like it, it's and it's humbling to know that, like I'm I'm because uh, when I wrote Deadlock, man, like I have the original demo, I have the original demo of that on my YouTube page. If you look up Deadlock, you can find the first version I wrote of it, like before I 
before you know i even met cody <laughs> and like yeah. when i just put it out on youtube and it sounds like absolute garbage because it was when i was just learning how to record with logic but mm-hmm. i even have an earlier demo of that mm-hmm. when i recorded it um with an acoustic guitar on my phone and i have it on soundcloud somewhere and i just like i think about that and then i think about the new stuff i've written and like, how far i've come as a sound writer it's fucking cool it's 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 it's, it's wild and I just can't wait to share it with everybody because, like, at least, at least I know that people will be like, "Oh man, he's definitely grown as a songwriter." And they, like, there might be people that will just like, like the like the songs off letters more because, again, it just has these memories. It has a feel to it that can't you can never replicate a record. You know, you yeah. can't you can't once it's once it's like recorded it's like a picture in hips in like a picture in history you know like it yeah. that is what is it, what it is and you can't change that and um you know teach their own but i don't think anyone's gonna i don't i'm positive and confident that no one's gonna be like this is worse yeah <laughs> it's just like, there's just no way it's like it's actually impossible because like literally everything is recorded like properly this time we're getting like the best vocal takes out of me that i can get um it's just and it's just more well written so like i'm i'm pumped i'm pumped for you to hear it man i think you i think you're gonna dig it because there's some good songs on this next one for sure well if you want to know what a true fan thinks you have my email just send me a link i'll check it out let (laughs) you know what i think and then when people are like for sure let's hear the new youth fountain i'll be like fuck off that's up to tyler for you to hear it (laughs) but uh i have a quick question do you like transit I do like transit. Um, I could totally see you doing like a semi like listen and forgive or like uh, return. I think it's return address. The one that has like, please head north and stuff. Oh yeah. I could see you doing a a record like that. Yeah. I mean, man, it's tough because like, I fucking love transit. I I, kind of go full circle here where I talk about when I used to learn songs by artists that I like and like, I would try to play it like them. Like, you know, and like, I feel like there, there was times like that where I would learn a transity kind of song and then I'd just kind of try to make my own song out of it. And yes. then it wouldn't really sound like transit at all though, but like, it's what I was thinking of at the time to try to write like, but then it just comes out like a song that I would write, you know, it's, yeah. it's funny. But, I've um, done that a hundred percent. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's weird. Cause yeah, it, it, to try to do those like kind of guitar hooks that they do with like their little, the little noodlings that they do on They're their high incredible. strings you know <laughs> well and i feel like it's, you're not gonna get and i know this is kind of gear heady but i feel like you are not gonna get that sound without those vox guitars i was about to say yeah you need the vox guitars <laughs> like i watched some some video that they did where they were talking about them and just hearing them clean channel like oh i would love to have one of them you know yeah dude they were always known like whenever I heard um I think the answer comes in time. Yeah. That one that song. Hearing the clean tones on that, I'm like, ooh, this is the best clean guitar tone ever. Don't fucking say that it's not because it yes. is. Like anybody who says no, you're wrong. This is like the best clean guitar sound you could get. <laughs> well, and even like uh you know, long lost friends and all those songs. Like there's only a slight crunch maybe, but it's still like, Oh, that, 
that band I feel like is timeless and I was supposed oh, yes. to have Joe on the podcast at one point, but, uh, it didn't, it didn't work out, but, uh, yeah, that band is phenomenal. And I, I just wanted to say that I could see you doing something like that. Cause like, again, his lyrics are meaningful. The music is awesome. Yes. Like it's just fucking dope. But, uh, yeah, it's just fucking tight. Yeah. I'm ready for that new yes. album. Um, if totally. I could just ask you real quick, what is your songwriting process? And do you, I've been toying with this idea lately and I know it's kind of antithetical to some people cause like, I feel like a lot of people need control, but I've yes. kind of had this thought lately and I know it's kind of hippy dippy woo, whatever, <laughs> but that the songs and I kind of heard Noel Gallagher from Oasis talk about it and I've heard a couple people talk about it but like the songs are almost not mine and like the more I let go of trying to control and like trying to make songs appear like the more I let that go the more they kind of come to me and like do you believe that some of your songs are like you know drop out of another universe or there's some <laughs> ultimate muse that like puts it in your head because like songs and songwriting is fucking weird because you're like putting weird, this dude. thing down that never existed you heard this in your head and it never existed and you're putting it out into the world to exist forever that's yours you know yeah exactly it's man. fucking it's, weird it's, pretty, it's so wild I, I think about that too I think for me, like, uh, the way songs have come to me in my kind of experience is usually, I feel like in the past, I used to just pick up my acoustic guitar and I would noodle around yeah. on the guitar and I come up with a, a riff that kind of makes me feel something. I'd be like, okay. And I'd be like, kind of humming. I'd just like, like hum and say gibberish. Yeah. And, um, I, I, and then I like, you know, it's so different with with different kind of songs. Sometimes I would um, uh, I would plug in my my electric guitar into my like my interface, and I would just kind of demo out like some cool riffs and stuff like that. I would just like write cool like riffs and like a, a, and then I think of a riff, and then I start to make like the structure of it around the riff, and then I think about how the song could have like okay, I'm gonna write kind of an intro that's in this key with this riff. And like, you know, then I'd be like, okay, I'm going to write like a versy part, you know, that's like half timey or something. And then I kind of go into like a pre-chorus and then I'd, I think of a real cool, like for me, like I always need to have a really good chorus. That's something that's so important to me. And I'd be yes. like, I would jam onto to the guitar and I would just kind of think of a really catchy hooky chorus, go back to the verse. And, you know, I think of like a rough you know, structure very bare bones on my laptop of just a track of my guitar. Um, and then I'd be like, okay, I look at the song that I kind of got and then I like, you know, really think about it and maybe cut out parts that I don't like, or, you know, re re revision it a little bit in my head with like my guitar. I always need to have a guitar with me when I'm writing. Like I, I don't, yeah. I can't write a song. I never write lyrics first. I don't think like sometimes I'll write, things that come to my head and I'll put it into my notes and I'll think of cool little lines that maybe I'll throw in a, in a song that like maybe I'm looking for a lyric and that one fits there in a song but when I'm writing a song I definitely 
<clears throat> I need a guitar in my hand and I need to be kind of noodling around and I need to write melodies that I'm just humming. And like when I think of a solid melody around with the guitar and I'm thinking about, you know, that, that's how I would write. And then later on, I, I, once I get like a solid structure of the song, I, I start demoing the drums for it with like programming the drums over the song yeah. and I make the drums sound really fucking good. Make sure it's all like as, you know, structured and I have it all demoed out with the really scratch clean guitar and the drums sound all good. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to re-record the guitars electric, like, you know, with like distortion and the clean tones with the clean parts and stuff. Yeah. And I get really good guitar takes and then I record the bass for it. And then I'm like, okay, well, I just have a fucking structured ass song right here. I'm going to put it on my phone and I'm going to listen to it for like months and try to write lyrics to it. And oh, that's yeah. usually how I would write a song. That's like, that's usually my process of how I go about writing. Um, there's a very odd occasion where I pick up an acoustic guitar, like how I wrote wrote Ache. That was me picking up an acoustic guitar, and I would I thought of the riff, and then I would just sing along with the riff. And I've done that with like the chorus of Rose Colored Glass. That was just me and acoustic guitar. Okay. I was just strumming, and I thought of like and then na 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 na, and I would just kind of sing that. Yeah. And it's just different. Like some songs kind of come to me when I'm, but at the end of the day. I always need a guitar in my hand. <laughs> That's like yeah. usually how I have to write a song. Um, it's wild to me when I think about people that can just like think of a melody in their head and they start writing lyrics to it. Then they write a song with like, those instruments after <laughs> that's like it's pretty, but that's like normal to some people, but I can't do that. It's weird. <laughs> See, and my process is almost neither of those because like, I don't know. I don't think it's poetry. I don't know what it is, but like words and phrases and like, uh, like for instance, the other day I was driving behind this lady who was driving like 20 under the speed limit. And I said to myself alone in my car, I was like, I feel like my soul is falling over my bones and out of my body. And I was like, that's pretty fucking tight. And so I like, I wrote that down and then like a bunch of other lines started coming to me and like I have books of lyrics that like I just wrote the lyrics and then I'll have ideas for melodies at a later date or whatever and then I'll just go back to my lyric book and flip through and sometimes like the puzzle pieces just align perfectly. Yep. But uh, yours is probably the smarter way to write songs. (laughs) <laughs> mine's no, more on I mean, chance no you know it, everyone's different though but i do have times though where i write just um lyrics and like you said like poetry where you just kind of write it down and like yeah. i've thrown that i've thrown that when i've been looking for a spot that needed some vocals that like and like i'd look through my notes and be like oh this yeah. was a cool line i wonder if i could fit this in the song that i'm working on right now um the notes but, in uh, my phone are a mess, dude. Oh, totally, man. I feel you. <laughs> They're all over the place. Yeah, I'm the same way. <laughs> so I want to do, just out of my own curiosity, just a couple uh, quick, I don't know, some people might call them rapid fire, I don't know. But uh, so if you had to pick what kind of pop punk 
are you? Are you Taco Bell pop punk or are you pizza <laughs> top punk pop punk? Oh, dude. Well, that's a tough question. Cause you because you know that's like the... sombrero and then it's like pizza. Yeah, dude. Okay, well, on tour, pizza. I mean, no, 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 no. On tour, taco, Taco Bell, all the all day. Like, Hell yeah. man, that's all I can afford. Is just like all we get is Taco Bell. Spend like five bucks, we get like a meal for like for like we get two meals for like five bucks. You know, like it's just it's great. Um, but like, I want to say like <laughs> when I'm at home though, I, I don't eat tacos really. Like, and when I'm writing. I'm more yeah. pizza pop punk, but when I'm on the road, 100% taco. <laughs> so it's like, I, I I feel like it's only fair to say 50-50. <laughs> that makes sense, man. Have you uh, yeah, dude. Have you heard of the uh, infamous Marquee Pizza in Denver? Uh, or have wait, you played? Is that the, have you guys played at the uh, Marquee? Dude, I was gonna, yes, I'm. Go- I, I want to say that like in Denver, we played there uh, two times was it yeah because we played there with can't swim i swear okay. it was the marquee that we played because this the, it's the venue that has a pizza joint right yeah it's like attached okay. to it are you yeah. from are, are you from denver or where are you from yeah yeah i live oh, shit, uh, dude. just south of denver okay cool so. well i guess that must be the place that i'm thinking yes. of because the marquee had um it, it's it's a venue and then there's just a pizza place that's like yeah. literally on if you it was on the um, it was on the left, right, like in the corner. Yeah, there's like a little half wall that separates it. Yes. From the venue, but like, yeah. Oh fuck, dude! Marquee yeah. Pizza, best pizza in Denver. But I'm sure you've also heard of the infamous Illegal Pete's burritos. Oh yeah, we went there. Yeah, yeah we went to the Illegal Pete's too. Um, and then I had it. They had a. Uh, it's like it's like Chipotle, but way fucking better. <laughs> like yeah, well, their queso is out of this world, and like Ooh, it's tight. getting yeah, the fucking I, green chili, like the pork green chili, or just regular green chili on your burrito. Fuck. Oh, dude. it's the best, dude. It's the best. Man. Um, yeah, I, I have to say, a hundred percent on the road is like tacos all the time. Yeah, it's you. just yeah, like um, we're on the road. I'm never really eating pizza whenever, whenever I had pizza, just had like, uh, friends and fans bring us pizza, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and like on the off day. But, um, yeah, when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, when we're on the road, it's like, I consume only tacos. I feel like for a long time, McDonald's and like the McGriddle and all that stuff, like oh that was God. the breakfast which I do a love Nick Griddle, but oh, dude, does the, does does, uh, the, does the states have uh, chicken McGriddles for you guys? No, dude, what we have chicken. Dude, we have chicken McGriddles. Dude, it's the best. Fuck. It's the fucking best. It's like chicken and waffles. We'd have the McGriddles. With if the they do have it, have I don't know about it, but dude, I I'm pretty so sure good. they don't. Yeah. Dude, it fucking slaps so hard. It's like having chicken waffles, and it is Fuck. the most delicious thing ever. You guys are missing out. <laughs> but I was going to say that Taco Bell uh, scrambler, like in their breakfast menu. Yeah. Fucking dope. Oh, yeah. Dude, Taco Bell Taco Bell's the way to go. It's so cheap, and it's so good. I love their potatoes. 
potato tacos you can do. Yes. Like they're uh, oh so good. See, I suck at rapid fire questions. Uh, so the next one on this rapid fire list because we could talk all about right. food all day. Uh, oh, we could. A guilty pleasure or a guilty pleasure artist or an artist that you listen to that no one would think you listen to. For instance, oh, man, so mine is the Grateful Dead. Okay. No I've one never would. really listened to the Grateful Dead. See, here's the thing. This is where it got me is they have a record called Working Man's Dead and it's basically a folk record. Like, oh wow! It uh, very like uh, you know there's um, fucking like slide guitar on it and it's just very folky oh, cool. and that's where it got me hooked and like I'm gonna be honest I don't like a lot of the later like super trippy jammy stuff but like what they did in the early 70s it was like fucking rock and roll you know yeah yeah for sure but anyway what's your artist? Dude, I have so many. I feel like the majority of my guilty pleasure artists, I'm like proud to say because it's fucking hilarious. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean, I really like fucking. I I, I like Taylor Swift, honestly. I like some yeah. of her shit. Yeah. I like. Uh, have you I heard like her new music. song with uh, the the National? I actually haven't. I have Dude. not heard. Yeah, I bet it's good though. I bet it's really good. Do you um, like the National? I have I haven't even heard of them. The National, no. Okay, fuck. I feel like there are so many things I need to send you, like videos and songs. But be clear, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just I'll make one list so I'm not sending you a thousand emails. But like, you know, I feel like you and I are pretty similar. So I think some of my musical <laughs> suggestions you will dig. Yeah, no, I'm positive of you what you would. It seems like we, we do have a lot of similar artists that we like. But in terms of more of guilty pleasures, I or like Hilary Duff, some oh, songs by shit. her. <laughs> like Metamorphosis? I don't know. I just know I like uh, fucking like Let the Rain Fall Down. Yeah. <laughs> that one song is fucking yeah. <laughs> it's um, off of uh, off of the Metamorphosis album. I know my oh, music yeah. trivia. Oh, dude, I bet. Um, and I, 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 I don't. I'm not too good at that. But like, I just know um, uh, there's this Canadian uh, cartoon band called Prozac. That I doubt you know of them, but they were like huge no. in the '90s, early 2000s in That's Canada because they were like a Canadian band. Yeah, they're called Prozac, and like, fuck, that is a band that I love so much. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, they're like a cartoon band, but like they write these like catchy, poppy fucking songs. And I'm I'm a huge fan of pop music, man. Honestly, like um, if I hear a really good catchy pop song that's like on the radio, like I love it. But I don't know. There's a lot of shitty pop for sure. That's just yeah. garbage. That doesn't that, that, that doesn't that doesn't kind of have like a I don't know. Like there's some songs that just hit me in a sense that just are fucking bangers. Yes. <laughs> I don't know, but um, yep. I, I'd say I'd say that those artists are more of like you would not expect me to like like my radio, you know, top forty fucking really banging pop songs. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, yeah, the I can say one pop song, and uh, it gets me every fucking time. But it's a song by uh, Zed, and it's the. <laughs> Why don't you just meet me in the middle? 
have you heard that song? Yeah, I know that song. Dude. Oh, yeah, I know that. That girl that sings on that song fucking wails. Like, she, oh, it, like, gives me chills every time. Oh, yeah, dude. It's a fucking, yeah, no. You know, there's something to be said about why pop songs are popular, you know? Because, like, at the end of the day, like, the majority of people think they're good. (laughs) They're catchy. They they get in your ears, and they're they're easy to listen to. And, you know, there's nothing nothing wrong about that. Like, I'm not going to be a music elitist and be like, oh, you like this, you like that. That's not cool. Like, I'm not like that. I I don't vibe with those people. No, me neither, man. I don't vibe with people that are pretentious and only listen to the most obscure, weirdest things that like just to be cool, you know? It's different if like you like your obscure, weird shit because like you generally like it, but it's one to be a person that's just kind of like wants to be different and like a hipster and is kind of a dick about it. See, one band like like that that never, like I tried so hard, but Neutral Milk Hotel, I just... It, uh, I don't. I don't know them. <laughs> it, they are like the indie, like glasses with no lenses in them, flannel. Like uh, they oh, yeah. are the hipster band. They're called Neutral Milk Great. Hotel. Uh, they kind of shit on them in Parks and Rec, which I love. Oh, nice. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they're. I uh, I feel you on that pretentious side, and like pop pop music is kind of like cliches. You know what I mean? If yes. Justin Bieber really sucked, then he wouldn't be Justin Bieber. You know what I mean? Exactly, like, it's true, man. Like he Somebody won the game. He won yeah, the game. Man. Yeah, it's definitely something to be said. You can't you can't deny that that people are popular. Like, I don't know, I like some fucking Maroon Five songs. So you know, like that are like super fucking poppy and you know, people would be like, Why the hell? But um yeah, a band that I really can't get into that I still don't understand why is um that popular is Nickelback. I, I don't like that band. <laughs> you <laughs> they're, and they're from uh, where I, a lot of people. They're from where I'm from. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it doesn't uh, doesn't do it for me. Me neither, man. <laughs> and it's you know it's not because people <clears throat> you know because obviously Nickelback gets shit on more than I think Nickelback and Creed are tied for number one you know shit on band, but uh, bands, yeah. But, like, Nickelback, like, if you look into their lyrics, and I watched a whole video on this, like, they are very, like, misogynistic, and, like, Chad Kroger's a piece of shit, like, for real. And that's why, you know, when they played that rock in Rio, people threw rocks at his head. Yeah, there you go. There's just, there's just, I don't know. I can't get into the whole like yarling. I think that's what it's called. That style of vocals. You know, where it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude, I can't. I think it's called yarling, and I, I hate it. <laughs> you know, so speaking of, uh, well, I don't know that she's from Vancouver, but the first concert I ever went to when I was 11 years old was Avril Lavigne. Hell yeah. I think she's from Ontario, which is like the opposite side of Canada because I'm on the West Coast. I think she's on the, they were on the East Coast. You want to hear yeah, how no. stupid I am? Yeah, so, let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, in 
So, and I'm not, you know what, I'll admit this because uh, it is what it is. But, you know, I knew that you lived in Vancouver, but I, as far as like Canada and where everything is, like, I know that Montreal is like closer to the middle, right? Uh, no. Oh, Montreal well. is... She, there you go. Montreal's on the east. So, <laughs> Montreal's on the Montreal's on the east coast. Middle middle of Canada is like the butt fuck like prairie lands. It's okay. like uh, you know, Alberta, Saskatchewan, yeah, Manitoba. Okay. It's like all sense. prairie. The Kansas, the whole uh middle of America, uh it's like the middle of Canada is like the whole prairie lands. <laughs> well, there you go. I fucking I thought I did good at geography, but like all I knew like growing up was that I wanted now, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't is the Hockey Hall of Fame in Montreal? I, I dude, I don't not because I, I always wanted really to go about, to the Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, I don't know much about uh, uh, hockey, and um, the rest of my family fucking loves hockey. But um, yeah, I think it is. I think it's in Montreal. I feel like it would be. And I know it's not in Vancouver. It's not in like. Um, anywhere that i know of so i feel like it's either in montreal or like ottawa or like yeah it's on the east it's probably on the east coast of canada for sure well back to my stupidity uh <laughs> and i mean you know what if you asked probably at least 50 percent of americans they probably couldn't tell you either but i was like oh vancouver i wonder what the time zone is and i fucking looked yes. it up and i was like so it would be this time zone blah 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 and you're like yeah pacific standard time and i was like oh fuck i'm so stupid because i like looked at a map and i was like yeah it's like above california that makes sense yeah it's just like above seattle um like my yeah, dumb like, well, ass just oh, i felt so stupid when <laughs> i looked that up your central time right you're right in the center uh mountain time Oh, your mountain time. That's right. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> now, now I'm dumb. <laughs> no, I. Doesn't matter. I mean, America's America, and that's another thing I was thinking about too. I know we're a little off topic here, but like, I was like, all right, the podcast is going international again because I had a yeah. uh, this dude James. He runs a podcast called the Oasis Podcast. And uh, it's a pretty big podcast, but I had him on and trying to navigate the whole because he lives in London and like trying to figure out a time that wasn't inconvenient to him was kind of a bitch. But, uh, uh, you know, just because of my schedule. But uh, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, when you think international for some reason, like. It feels like Canada and Mexico are not international because, like, we're all on the same continent. You know what I mean? Yes, I feel the same way. Like, international, when someone's like, yeah, I'm taking an international trip, you're like, oh, where are you going, Africa? (laughs) Exactly, dude. No, I'm going to Cancun. Oh, that's not. It's like, I don't really feel like that's international, but okay. (laughs) Yeah. Tell yourself whatever you want, world traveler. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no i think um no international is for sure overseas that's when i think of international yes mm-hmm. uh one of my last uh like rapid fire things was yeah, yeah. i mean it's not really <laughs> yeah super rapid um 
it's all good, dude. It, I feel ya. It's more of a kudos because uh, I don't, I don't see it a lot, especially, I mean, in America or Colorado in general. But uh, major props on the Fred Perry polos. Dude, like, fucking same. Dude, they're the best. They're most, I mean, they're expensive, that's for sure. Um, yeah, no man, shit. They're, they're, so, they're just so classy looking. I mean, I, I only got into them because of, because of bands. look you want to look Basically, uh, 
the dude who started it, you know, Johnny Cupcakes, he started it by going, uh, like he started his clothing line and the way he got it out there was by going on warp tour with bands and like he yeah, would yeah. give them like free swag and whatnot and they'd wear it on stage and like you can look back at like videos and pictures from 2009 and like uh jeremy from a day to remember was always wearing johnny cupcakes uh the dudes from pierce the veil but yeah it's a i mean you've probably seen the logo it's like a uh skull and crossbones but instead of the skull it's a cupcake Oh, okay. I feel like I, I feel like I saw that a lot at like Warp Tour. It'd be like yeah. kind of like Glamour Kills. Yeah, kinda like yeah. that kind of vibe. But yeah. way cooler yeah. than Glamour Kills. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, like, yeah, if that's... you looked at my Instagram for half a second, you probably saw four Johnny Cupcake shirts. <laughs> so sweet. <laughs> I'll look. I'll look into that brand. That's cool. That's yeah. cool to know. I'm always interested in learning more about that shit. So sweet. <laughs> I mean, they're high quality, like badass designs, and like they uh, they do like little plays on uh, like pop culture and movies and stuff. Like I have a shirt that's uh, it's like a Back to the Future type shirt, and it's got Marty. Yep, yep on the front of it and he's got the guitar and he's doing the chuck berry thing um yeah, yeah. and uh it says johnny cupcakes and then on the back it has the logo and it says cupcakes under the sea like the enchantment under the sea dance you know oh shit yeah yeah so That's they cool. do like little things like that and they do a lot of shit with like star wars and nice yeah. i'll check this out that sounds really cool i'm surprised that i uh I haven't really kind of looked into that more. I'm surprised I... Yeah, no, that's sweet. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, I got you. Um, well, I guess uh, the last thing I want to ask you is how do you personally prep for releases? Man, um, prep for releases in terms of, like, yeah, just putting out new new content kind of thing? Well, yeah, just, like, what kind of posts, like, videos, do you sponsor posts? Because, you know, I'm genuinely curious because I am not signed to a label, so I'm kind of curious as to how that works in your situation, but also just, like, how you do it in general, because... No, that's a great question. Yeah, man. Um, Yeah. it's, It's crazy because, man, before when it was more DIY... Um, like for, for, for what the band was, I was always, obviously, you know, like I was the more of the songwriter and I was more of kind of like the, the heart in that sense of the band. Cody was very good at promoting and like pushing posts and, yeah. and, um, the business side of things. That's kind of was his, <clears throat> like a really good role that he took on the band. And I did learn a lot from, from him, thankfully, yeah. with, with promoting, but Man, like before, it was weird. I feel like a big thing, what helped out Youth Fountain was um, Dreambound. Like their their whole uh, promotional page on YouTube is is great, and they put out bands because they're very selective of the bands they want to put out. Like, there's a lot of promotional pages and stuff on YouTube that put out you know, like blank TV or like any of that kind of shit. They'll just kind of put out anything, but um. Dreambound's very selective, and that's why they have such a dedicated fan base, and they have such a—it's like they're a label in themselves. 
so they were really helpful when they put out blooms um they just kind of heard my demo i had on my youtube page and we're like because i think i we reached out to them when we when me and cody had grinding teeth and we i was like oh i want to put on blooms on this two-track ep and he's Mm -hmm. like yeah man we totally should and I think we sent him Granny Teeth, but Manny from Dreambound was like, oh, I think I want to put out Blue. <laughs> so yeah. he, uh, yeah. So they were a huge help. And ever since then, like, I wanted to be incorporated with them in some way. And Pure Noise is thankfully okay with that. Like, we can do, like, dual co-releasings with them. and Because awesome. there's just been, the, the guy, that guy, Manny, who runs that page is a fucking he's the fucking sweetheart he's so nice and he's so supportive of like the bands that he loves to work with and he's a good dude so he's been a huge help but um with prepping with releases prior to that yeah man it's honestly just like at least you have if you have a good if you have a good outlet at least with like dreambound not everybody can unfortunately release with them but if you can't i think it's really important to to post on reddit to like groups and subreddits and stuff that people might be interested. If you post it on YouTube yourself, post it on Facebook pages, like pop punk pages. Damn, um, I never thought yeah. to do Reddit. Yeah, no. The, and it's funny cause you found has a pretty cool following on Reddit. We have a lot of fans on Reddit that are, um, always posting about us that just argued we definitely have that hype there on reddit That's it's right. really cool i don't know where it came from but i've recently had my own reddit now where I, I go on and talk to some of the fans on there so that's pretty cool um just going on facebook pages like pop punk pages posting songs on there getting into the community like that and obviously if you have a facebook page you gotta throw ads at it it's the only way to get seen you have to throw money there you go another fucking money hole of being in a band am I right (laughs) you gotta put money out of your pocket to just you know throwing hundreds of dollars at Facebook (laughs) so do you do more Facebook than Instagram because I've found like we get more of a reach and like more attention with Instagram oh probably plus also Facebook's kind of dying now man (laughs) Facebook's like Facebook seems to be kind of a dying platform for sure. Yeah. But um, um, I haven't promoted much on Instagram just because like, I feel like people kind of see it thankfully still on yeah. Instagram. We still get likes without throwing ads on there. So that's been helpful. But Facebook, man, like I, if I post anything on there, no one fucking sees it unless I throw money at it, which is pretty kind of sad. Yeah. But um, yeah, Instagram thankfully has been okay for youth fountain. I've been able to post and people just see it. Cause I think people just like Instagram more. And I know yes. I do. I, I barely go. I only go on Facebook to check out like memes and yeah. like, and to check out like news articles of shit that are trying not to follow fake news, obviously. But yeah, and then kind of just posts uh, band shit because apparently it's still a thing people go on sometimes, I guess, yeah. for Facebook. And yeah, and uh, other ways to kind of promote besides like Reddit and um, Facebook pages is reaching. If you don't have, thankfully, with with a band having a you know. Um, a PR agent with a uh, big picture media. Um, they've been really good for you found to p- send out all of our stuff to promotional companies with like interviews and, awesome. um, yeah, with like, um, you know, blog pages like exclaim or, um, um, <clears throat> like punk news or something, you know, that, that post shit. Like yeah. if you're able, if you know, 
but even so before I had, you know, a PR agent, man, you can just do it DIY. You know, if you have your, um, yeah, have you if you kind of you know show that you have songs and you have like kind of a press kit and try to at least present yourself efficiently and you know present it like it's a job like a resume you know like showcase this you know what what you have going as a band and you say that you're releasing a song if you can help with any promotional su- support um that would be great and you can you know show a song that you wanted that you're releasing if you can send it to blogs that you know post alternative music that's a huge help yeah. um and it's just it's just better to have content be like hey you know check out this blog post that you know so and so posted for us and it's just content that you can throw up online um you guys, it's just it's a fucking it's a grind especially yeah. when it's diy um but again it's just you got to do it because you love to do it and <laughs> that's about it yeah i would say that is <clears throat> the worst part I mean, the okay, maybe not the worst part, but the hardest part for me, and I even had to, uh, I made my own little lock screen, screensaver that says post, don't consume, because yep. sometimes I'll go on there to post something and then lose 20 minutes. But uh, I, uh, I follow an entrepreneur. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. His name's Gary V or Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, I think I have heard of him. Yeah, people share like his uh, motivational stuff and whatnot, but he's also like a marketing guru. And one thing that he talks about that um, I've found to be like pretty helpful, it's cringy, but TikTok using, yeah, yeah, posting it on TikTok. And like, it's cool because like, you know, with distribution, like your music's already on there. But like the organic reach on TikTok is pretty pretty outstanding. Mm, yeah, man. Because I I feel like me and you are both kind of you know we're 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 older millennials I and know. Um, <laughs> yeah and like we're kind of a little bit behind on the on the TikTok thing. It's um, hard, man. Dude, just recently I. I just recently got into like actually using my Twitter now. <laughs> I still suck so- at Twitter. Dude, I suck at dude. I sucked at Twitter for so long, and I kind of hated it. I was just yeah. like, I fucking hate Twitter for sure. But then I was just kind of like, well, you know what? If I kind of want this band to kind of catapult a little bit more, I feel like I gotta be a little bit more active on social media because it's just is so important. And like a part of me even thinks like, man, maybe maybe once this record comes out, and I kind of want to push even more maybe maybe there is a little bit of a younger audience or whatever i can get going on tiktok as cringy as it is for sure because yeah you know we're getting you know we're getting older <laughs> it's like i don't know but well, there yeah. is an audience there there's for sure an audience that's untapped there and you could easily get more followers for sure just by you know pushing it on a whole new platform but <laughs> it's just another fucking thing where you're like oh my god what do, do i need a discord too now you know yeah. like do i need <laughs> it's like there's so many fucking things i'm just like yeah. i'm already i'm already exhausted you know i'm doing so much shit well yeah i uh <clears throat> i made a tiktok recently and it was like here's my songwriting process or like how I make demos and it's a fucking 30 second TikTok, 20 second. I don't fucking know, 
But it took me like an hour to film this shit and put it all together. And like, I'm still learning how to use all of it. And uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy time to be in a band. And like the Twitter thing, I think it's hardest for me because I think about posting shit on there. And then I'm like, who the fuck cares? Yeah. So that's honestly, what I battle man, with. It's it's weird too because Twitter you have to have a certain kind of personality for it. You gotta well, have like Twitter this, almost like, died for a second there. Like nobody was fucking using Twitter and then all of a sudden it's back. Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's like Twitter you gotta have this like I don't kinda give a fuck vibe. It's kind of like a very chill post anything you kinda want and you're just kinda throwing shit. It doesn't like I don't know. I've always find on Instagram and like Facebook, you can't overpost. You can't. You got to be very selective, and you can be yeah. more promoty. When Twitter's more like, I'm just hanging out. I'm here, like check out this kind of song, and you just kind of be, you know, kind of be more yourself. How you would talk to your friends, like it's supposed yeah. to be more. It's a much more personal, like, you know, you can easily talk to the bands you like to talk to because they can respond to you faster and it's more like a personal uh platform whereas like instagram and facebook's more like a businessy kind of uh vibe that's kind of how i've kind of wrapped my brain around twitter it's much more of a it's kind of more of a fun fucking shit show you know (laughs) yeah well that's really helpful like that makes a lot of sense because i know on like on instagram if you see like especially when people do the grid posts like, if you see somebody mm-hmm. post some, like, four, five, six posts in a row, you're like, Jesus. Oh, you're like, yeah, I'm dude. thinking about unfollowing you. But, like, if you see five Twitter posts in a row from somebody, you're like, damn, this person's on one. Yeah, exactly. It's totally different. That's that's right there. It's like, yeah, Instagram, you can't do that. Twitter, you can go on a fucking rant. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's what that's what's kind of cool about it in its own way. Like, it's kind of like a lazy, I don't really care social media app, which is why I think it's successful in that way. That because you can just kind of be yourself and talk to people that like maybe you know if you're if you're a a public figure like people can get at you a lot easier on twitter i think yeah yeah i think the one that we can skip is linkedin i don't think we have to get that one (laughs) oh and i also wanted to bring up it was kind of funny so in your live stream somebody said something about a youth fountain only fans and you were like what the fuck Oh, that was funny. That was hilarious when someone said that. So yeah, the, I, obviously they're probably just trolling. They're just being yeah. funny because like that's blowing up for sure. Every fucking like any girl I know, like they, it's just normal now to be like they have an OnlyFans. Well, just, and they make a hundred k a month. Yeah, dude. Anyway. A bunch of um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to crazy, get too dude. into that, but I did want to bring this up because. Uh, I I still have yet to do it, but I was going to make uh, a backseaters only fans more yeah. so, you know, not for like what only fans is used for, obviously, <laughs> but it was going to be more of like, uh, you know, like use it more like a Patreon. Yeah. And like <laughs> yeah, post yeah, like exactly. special like uh, not special videos like behind 
like more behind the scenes shit or like a demo or you something. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. And no, the, that's cool though. The tag was gonna be uh, the backseaters, the band next door. Ooh, so there you go. I still have yet to do that, but I thought you know maybe somebody would throw like a pity like three dollars subscription. You know, like oh that's funny. I'll do three dollars a month. You know, just for the walls. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was yeah. like, this is so yeah. fucking genius, and then I never did it. Kind of hilarious for sure. Like yes, yeah. It's kind of, and like you know, maybe no one's done that yet. And you guys can be the first band. Well, and that's OnlyFans. the thing too. Like, could you imagine being the first band on OnlyFans, and then imagine how pissed off all those people are going to be when bands flood OnlyFans. They would lose their shit. They'd be like, we had this platform and all these bands fucking ruined it. That's like a South Park episode right there. Hey, I think we got a pitch here. Dude, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, where are you at? Let's, let's go. Hell yeah, man. Well, uh, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but, uh, yeah, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And this is hands down one of, uh, my favorite episodes so far. I was really looking forward to this. Hey, real quick. So you got a little muffled there. If you could just like oh yeah totally yeah um say a little bit what you just said sorry about that no dude that's all good but um yeah i was just saying that doing podcasts like this is a lot more comfortable than just doing a normal interview that's just like ask a question you know i i respond it's just um this is a lot more organic and it just feels like we're it's a lot more personal we're just kind of hanging out and we're just shooting the shit and that's i feel how things should be and it's just that, that, that's how I've noticed like how much podcasts are growing in popularity over the years. And I catch myself listening to podcasts more than I actually listen to music these days when yeah. I'm working and just yeah. doing my thing because I don't know, it's just, uh, it's, it's, it's a much more, it can be a nice thing to just throw on while you're busy, you know? So mm-hmm. yeah, you've been, a, you've been a fucking awesome goat. Uh, you've been an awesome guest. I mean, you've been an awesome host. Dude, I um, felt like a guest yeah. on this. Like it was, it was my pleasure for sure. And like I told you in our, uh, you know, emails and shit, like I suck at the question, answer, question, answer thing. Like, yeah, yeah as anybody could tell when I was like, all right, here's the rapid fire. And, uh, you know, I just, I can't fucking rapid fire. I don't know why. Well, it's probably better because, you know, this is a podcast and like I said, we're just kind of, we're just kind of hanging out. (laughs) People need explanation, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And people want to, people want to hear the, the in-betweens of things and like why, like what we're talking about, because that's what podcasts are for. It's just, um, put it on when you want to when you want to like kill some time and you're just kind of vibing out and i'm all about that (laughs) yes for sure yeah but yeah man i uh i really appreciate this and like i said it's one of my favorite episodes and i even had the dangerous summer on so that's saying oh, sweet <laughs> man that's that's great and yeah like thank you for giving me the opportunity to be on this show and 
yeah, I, I, I hope to do more podcasts for sure with some people, but out of all the few kind of podcasts that I've done so far, this has been a really good one as well. So thank you for having me, man. Yeah, no, I was, uh, you know, I was, I did have the dangerous summer on, but I was, uh, you know, I was just joking about that. But, uh, you know, when you, (laughs) if you want to, when you put out the, uh, the new album, or if you have something you're dropping, I know, uh, you know, it's not the biggest podcast in the world, but uh, if you want to come back on and talk about it and promote it, yeah, uh, dude, that'd I'd be sweet. To have you back on? Sweet, no, yeah, I'm totally all about that. Um, yeah, let's let's talk more for sure. Once um, maybe once the album's getting close to being put out, or when I drop uh, maybe like the like the next singles and stuff like that, and Hell yeah. we can discuss that more. It'd be fun. Hell yeah, man! Well. Sweet. I think uh I think that's it. So uh Sweet. Awesome. Uh yeah. So for everybody listening, Tyler will be doing a live stream, a youth found live stream January twenty second around five PM Pacific Standard Time. Yep, you got it, you nailed it. <laughs> okay. Five PM. Expect a new single here soon. He's gonna be sending it to me. I'm not going to say a word about it. Uh, Yeah. So that's basically it. Thank you again so much. And, uh, you know, this has been great. Totally, man. Thank you. Hell yeah.